Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. More importantly, what is your last day to grab $1,000 with our cash contest? 10 after every hour, you get a keyword, you text it in, you win yourself 1000 bucks. This is the last day of that. So get on that. Get your holiday shopping taken care of through the Stansberry Show and Rock 106.9. Fantone, I am, uh, I'm, un- I'm unhappy. Okay. I'm very unhappy. Okay. I'm looking in the system now. Okay. And somebody has taken out... Adam Sandler's The Thanksgiving Song. Strange. It was not. It, it was in the system last year because we played it on this very day last year. And I remember my boss being unhappy. Why are you still doing that? It's Adam Sandler. Don't do that. And I remember saying to him, yeah, dude, it's like one of those things that people are going to tell you they don't like. But secretly, you're going to catch them in their car. They're going to listen to it. And it's one of those things where it's like you almost can't not do it now. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of expected at this point. I would think. There's plenty of, uh, you know, uh, stupid Christmas songs where it's like, yeah, yeah, well, nobody wants to hear the Hanukkah song. But, like, I don't know. People do. At the end of the day, they do. They do. Well, I'm sure we'll get it. uh, Yeah, so we're going to have to find that. We'll have to drag that back in. But I'm imagining uh, the boss man took it out of the system because he doesn't like when we do that. Um, The only thing I'll say about that is the boss man is probably too lazy to do something like that. Dude, again, yesterday you were all on him. What is your deal with (laughs) with the boss man? I'm trying to. You're the one who's bringing them up, man. Like, nothing. All right, I'm just making sure. Right. I was like, dude, let's just do Let's air it out. No, no. Because I feel like, dude, I feel like you want to punch our boss in the face. Well, I mean, is that, is that you or is that me? Who is that? That's I'm, all. Well, that's all of us. I'm, I'm agreeing with you here, bro. I'm agreeing with you. No, I don't. I, 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 I don't have an issue. I just, I feel like he wouldn't go in and do something like that. I don't know. If it, if it was to hurt us, if if it was to get in the way of us. He would do it. All right. Do you want to punch him? Yes. Boss? Okay. Tell yeah, me I want to punch him in his fat ham tell, head. Tell me about it. Yeah. No, I'm angry. I'm 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 angry. Like, dude, go. Don't mess with stuff. Don't mess with things. You know what I mean? Don't don't do that. Although, dude, why am I getting all hot and bothered about the Adam Sandler song? I was gonna say <laughs> this is really what I'm mad about right here is that he sent me and he only does this. Like, you can email the radio station through the website wrqk.com. You can also podcast yesterday's show there, and so people will do that occasionally, right? And they'll do it when they want. And so he'll send me listener email from, from that account, but only when they bitch about the show. He never sends them to me when people like it, ever. And, and I said to him, I was like, dude, I was like, what, does nobody ever write in there? He's like, no, I just, I don't send you those. I was what? Well, you know, you have an ego problem, and I'm worried I won't be able to get your head through the door. And that's like, dude, coming from you and somebody else has an ego problem? Like, that's kind of crazy. But he sent me this email from this woman, I believe. Yeah, Lisa's her name. She's mad. Like, she's upset. Okay. She goes, I'm, I love your station. I'm a huge fan of rock. Well, thank you. But can you please stop putting your political views on the air? This morning show, this would have been yesterday, about taking a knee and the way you poke fun at Americans who have different views than you is disturbing. Well, we really didn't poke fun at anybody who has a different view than we did. All we did was point out that the NFL boycott's not happening. That's it. That's all we said. And we made fun of the guy's song. The song wasn't good. But we make fun of songs. That's what we do. Like they, during New Tour Tuesday, that's what we do. Yeah, I was gonna say that's an entire segment of our program right there. I don't. I, I don't think you were so upset about you know making fun of the new Five Finger Death Punch song. And the truth of the matter is, and this is what makes me crazy, is that if I would have came in here and said, "Oh, these scumbag athletes, they better just stand, or you're disrespecting the country," then you love my political opinion. And also, I hate this now, where it's this has just become an easy way to bitch. 
Oh, I don't. You're stop with the politics. Keep politics out of it's it. It's yeah. just become a hot, like an easy take and an easy way to complain about something and to take your day out on somebody else. Yeah, without really having to put any thought into it or without having to, you know, have any point or any any any, you know, counter point to what you're saying. There's no discussion. It's just oh, you can't talk about. That. People have got to understand that the radio world has moved. It has shifted. If I spent four hours in here yesterday talking about Malcolm Young of ACDC dying, 90% of the audience goes, oh, God, dude, get me out of here. Yeah, that, that's no It's good. no longer the haven of like the, those who know the most about rock. The that's rock. not, yeah, right. that's not what radio is anymore. That's not what it is. People come to it for different things. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I guess I can take your point of, you know, nobody wants to be, like, just trounced over the head for four hours no. for politics. That's not what we do. And, like, I guess if, like... No, I looked at yesterday's rundown to be sure. And I was like, no, that's not political. That's not political. That's not political. And I was like, man, we did a pretty good job of balance yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say, we both do a decent job of recognizing that fact that, you know, if you wanted four hours of liberal politics, there's other places to go. If you wanted four hours of any politics, conservative liberal or otherwise there's other places to go but we just can't ignore things we just can't like be like well dude you can't talk about that i mean at, at that point essentially aren't you asking for a safe space aren't you triggered aren't you a like little. i mean is, isn't that essentially what you're doing right there if i was saying that same thing as a liberal if i was out here saying like oh quit talking about politics you're hurting my feelings i mean dude people would be all over me yes. like like all over me yes and rightfully so like you're an adult listening to a program like yeah, if, lisa if lisa you you have your you know what if you have your ultimate say in this and dude the knob is right there just turn it this is this turn is it. what i was saying by the way as as the the study came out and said a third of you are going to try not to talk about this stuff over the thanksgiving dinner how in the hell are you going to do it how in the hell are you going to do it this is what i've been talking about we have a newsmaker in chief I don't have a problem with Donald Trump as president. I really don't. But he's a newsmaker. That dude likes being in the news for whatever, whether it be politics, sports, whatever. He likes being in it. And so when you talk the NFL over your Thanksgiving dinner table, how are you not going to talk about what he's doing with it? I um I can remember this was probably I don't know maybe a couple weeks a week before like the actual election day happened and Stansberry and I were kind of talking off the air about like well what happens if he wins what happens if she wins blah 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 and we both kind of agreed like well dude if if, if it turns out to be President Trump dude if nothing else we are going to have four years of things to talk about we will have four years of topics of topics topics and, like, topics there's always topics be stuff yeah. and now not even and there year, is no but, there is but now not even a year into it. I I'm so gun shy about it. I'm just like, dude, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to do it. I'm up like- against the clock and I shouldn't do this right here. But I saw a video yesterday that was like, this is what a presidential scandal used to be. And it, they show Barack Obama standing at the podium in a tan suit. And I was like, why is that controversial? And then they rolled all the clips of all the news outlets saying that wearing a tan suit wasn't presidential. That's how far we've come in eight years, guys. That's how far. We're a tan suit eight years ago. Oh, my God. What? That's not presidential. Like, oh, my God, you can't do that to where we are now. Eight years. This is what I'm constantly saying. The world moves fast, yo. You need to hold on for dear life because God only knows what we're going to be eight years from now. You're going to have $1,000. You're getting your keyword right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword cash to 200-200. 
You'll get it. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. December the 1st is when you can find us at the Giant Eagle up on the Strip for the Long Haul Against Hunger to benefit the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. We'll be out there 6 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock that evening taking food, cash donations to benefit the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. We've done it a few years in a row now. It's always one of the best events we do. And uh, I always have a great time at that. I always say this. I love meeting the people that listen to the show. Like, I feel like you guys know all about me, and I don't know anything about you except for what your favorite memes are. Like, I don't know anything about you, so I like, I like hearing about you and finding out where you work and, like, what that's like and all that. Like, I, that's one of my favorite parts of my job. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good opportunity to uh, to come meet us. We're stuck there with you, and uh, we're looking for ways to burn time. So, like, dude, you can totally come talk to us at that event. And uh, it's 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 one of those things, dude. You're about to gorge yourself this this coming tomorrow, and uh, it's going to be well worth noting that there's people in the area that are not as food secure as you. And inevitably, you're going to have bought something extra, like maybe it's an extra can of gravy, or maybe it's an extra, you know, Just bring it. Yeah, dude, 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 make a little uh, make a little pile of your Thanksgiving leftovers there and we can uh, we can make it happen all right so speaking of the food right. and speaking of long haul against hunger yeah i'm just gonna tell the listening audience yeah whatever you do do not bring matthew fantone something to eat no no that's a good good advice matthew fantone is not going to eat your food i will not as a guy brought breakfast last year and dude, you looked like that guy handed you a bomb like you were like i'm just not doing it he might have dude i i, I when i started in radio 10 plus years ago at this point i was working for uh, jim mantel at the time at wgar and he had two pieces of advice for me early. He's like, number one, don't eat listener food. Number two, don't sleep with listeners. And I can only obey one of those rules. So, like, food was the one I went with. And no, I'm sorry, I will not. Are you going to eat their food? I always feel if I don't, I'm rude. I know, but, like, it's a sacrifice. I'm like, sorry, man, I just ate. That's what I'll always be like, That's sorry. what I'm going to try to say. It all depends on what it is, too. Like if you bake cookies, I'm probably gonna eat a cookie. Yeah. If, if if you, I don't know. Like if you make, I worry about food. Like savory foods. Yeah, I worry about savory food a little bit. Yeah, because it's like, well, did you cook everything properly? Is there th- stuff in here that I'm allergic to? Do I not like things that are in this? Preparations are what you're concerned about. Yeah, there. I mean, dude, a chocolate chip cookie is a chocolate chip cookie. Well, yeah, but a chocolate chip cookie with spit in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a chocolate chip cookie. You can't tell that. You can't see that with bodily fluids in there. You don't know. What they, you, don't, you don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's rat hair and peanut butter. You know oh, what I mean? Sure. So, like, sure. I mean, there's no such thing as clean food. I would 100% agree with you, but if I have the opportunity to avoid what I think is dirty food, so there's an inevitability of, like, yeah, dude, a, a. Like, listeners that are inside, like, the room a little bit, like, that you've made friends with over the last few years, if their wife made something and they brought it, you're going to eat that. For right? sure. Like, if Dustin brought us brownies, you're eating that. For sure. I mean, okay, Dustin's right. brownies. Dustin, if you're a listener right now, homie, make some brownies. Well, here's the problem it'll be half a pan because he's going to eat half on the, way. on the way. That's, that's what's going to happen. I don't know why I just talked his wife into making us brownies, but I did. All right, so th- because that makes sense. At least you're not unreasonable. You're right. Eating things from somebody you have no idea who they are when you have our job, when you have our opinions, it can be – that's running the gauntlet a little like, bit. Like, I understand Burger King employee maybe hates me, maybe recognizes my voice over the over the intercom box or, or oh, whatever. Oh, I hate ordering pizza to my house. But, but hate it. It, there's a little bit of like, well, dude, that's just going to be dirty food in the sense I – mean, I'm not trying to put this on Burger King, but that's just going to be something that's going to happen inevitably. I – I feel like I could be like targeted with this. I feel like it could be, you know, that lady Lisa. I feel like you will be targeted <laughs> lady Lisa by this. that sent something in. Like I hate your opinions. I hate.
hate what you think about this. Therefore, I'm going to do something terrible to you. I don't well, think not only that, but the amount of times people get what I say confused with you saying it and vice versa oh, all sure. the time. For sure. All of the time. Yeah, Miles is saying, just bring Easy Mac. And that way, dude, you just rip the top off sealed. of it, pour the water in it. Sealed. You're right. It's sealed. Yeah. And it's nice that we're a giant eagle right there. That way you can come by and you can pick some things up and you can make that donation. It's smart the way that they set that up there. Easy Mac for everyone. Except for Stansberry, because he'll just steal it. Connie writes in, I was listening to you guys every morning. I love the show, though. I have to listen to yesterday's uh, podcast because I get up uh, so early to go to work. Usually I hesitate to write in because I feel like it's yesterday's news. But listening to New Tour Tuesday and got to say, I love all three of those songs. Fall Out Boy was an instant earbuck for me. And the Cold Ford song I really liked as well. That's kind of strange. Although I say that, but yet I like Fall Out Boy and I like Cold Ford. So I guess that's probably not all that. Yeah. 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 And I mean, like, I don't know. I think I voted both of those turds yesterday. So, like, I don't know. Connie's got different opinions. She thinks that she has heard that the backup singer for that Cold Ford song was Tim McGraw. Really? As we were saying, that was the problem with that song. Really? Can you check and see if let you know see, if, if you can find out if that's true? He tends to have a softer voice anyway, and maybe that's uh, why you didn't love it. And of course, I just love the Papa Roach. She said, "Music, no matter what the lyrics are." She said, "Keep up the great work. Thanks for making my mornings interesting, Connie. Thank you for that." Again, Thanks, if, uh, if you're like Connie, need the podcast, you can get it at wrqk.com. As a matter of fact, the other day I was asking listeners, as you and I are going to be out both tomorrow Friday, and uh, you know, we're, you know, we're going to take a couple of days and the like. And so I was asking people, I was like, yeah, you know what? It's always up to me to grab like the best of to put it in, you know, for the days that we're out. But, you know, it's two days in a row. So I was like, yeah, maybe I'll ask the listeners what they might want. So Rebecca writes in and she said, I hope to hear in the best of during your Thanksgiving break. And she says, and what I mean by that is on Friday when I'm at work. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. She's like, the gold bond story from this past summer was hilarious. I forgot about that. She says, I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. Thanks for making my morning uh, laugh every morning. Uh, she's like, I can't. Uh, she's like, I can count on you guys to start my workday off right. Well, Rebecca, thank you very much. So if you could write back in, tell me what hour works best for you Friday morning. <laughs> Rebecca, I will right absolutely. No, I'm, gonna, I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to program Friday show around Rebecca's needs and, and wants. And just to a note here, the Colt Ford song yesterday is called Young Americans. Yes. And it featured uh, Charles and Josh Kelly. I do not know who those dudes are, but is Charles it, and Josh. Aren't those the guys? Those, isn't Charles Kelly the guy from Lady Annabellum? I could be. I think it's the other two guys from Lady Annabelle. I could be wrong on that. Lady Colt Ford. Now I like it. I listened to the song a couple of times yesterday at home. It grew on me a little bit more. I just like him. He's playing Saturday Night Thirsty Cowboy Medina. I might go to that. I like Colt Ford. There's just something about it I like. Yeah, Free Bird and Free Fallen. No better show than the one right before Thanksgiving, right? Hey, we just played New Church Tuesday hey, yesterday. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do yesterday. <laughs> we're going to do yesterday's show for you all over again. As a matter of fact, we are going to end a long-standing Thanksgiving debate. Okay. Channel 3 asked the question this morning via their Facebook page. Were they dressed up like turkeys? <laughs> Were they dressed up like the turkeys? <laughs> and we'll find out the answer to that question, and we'll end the Thanksgiving debate next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love Rock 106.9. 106.9. And welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. Missed anything yesterday? Podcast it right there. Thanksgiving tomorrow, we'll talk to Mark Munch, Bishop, Munch on Sports, today at 7.30. Get his take on the fact that there's not one, but three NFL games on tomorrow. Three. Minnesota at Detroit at 12.30. Chargers at Cowboys at 4.30. And Giants at Redskins, 
That's a lot of protesting going on in one day. That's a lot. That's a lot of boycotting. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of product on one day for, for for people not liking it. That's a lot. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how how ratings go. We'll see what happens. But I would expect that just the ratings like the are going to be the through the roof. It's Thanksgiving, and you're at your aunt's house, and you don't want to be there, and you're going to be stuffed to the gills of stuffing and mashed potatoes and turkey, and it's, the game's going to be on, and you're going to watch it, and secretly you're going to go, oh, I mean, I'm telling everybody I'm boycotting it, but I happen to be here, and man, that was a nice catch. Nobody's like, going to know, right? That's just, that's how that's going to go. There's another Thanksgiving debate. Yeah. That. Channel 3 wanted the answer to. Okay. Were they wearing turkey suits? I need to know. That's this, the most important I didn't part. see the anchors. Okay. But I'm willing to bet, yeah. Somebody's wearing a gobbler. They, yeah. Oh, there's a sweater and it says <laughs> gobble on it. Take me seriously. But they asked the question. And this is one of those things where people in certain regions just say different words for different things. All right. Is it dressing or is it stuffing? Now, we always refer to it as stuffing in my household. Yeah. That's so you're a stuffing household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah. must be maybe maybe that's the Ohio thing. I would expect that most people in this area call it stuffing. I don't know why I don't know what the difference of dressing and stuffing is. I don't know if there is a difference. But neither one of them sound appealing. Like neither one of them sound like, "Oh, that goes in my mouth." Um the only thing I'll say about it is when, and I don't think it's nearly as common as it used to be, but like stuffing the turkey used to be the move. Like, I think that's what people did. Well, again, the, for people who call it dressing, that's what they call it. I'm going to dress this bird. You're going to dress it by stuffing, stuffing it? it? Yeah. That's so what that, it's called. It's called dressing the bird. Yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. I, I guess to me, dressing the bird would be like, you know, maybe putting it in a little suit or a little, you know, pair of swish pants or something like that. But no, I, 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 I stuffing is the logical thing to me. That's, that me too. But at this doesn't sound like something I would eat. Um, I don't know. I guess. I uh, yeah. I mean, you're stuffing something that's not exactly. It's not moist, but at the same time, it's not like an appealing word. You know, it's not like an appetizing word. I don't understand why people have a problem with moist. That word means that word doesn't do anything strange to me. Um, I, yes, I people who are like, oh, moist, blah. It's like, all right, guy, we get it. It's a word. You don't have to necessarily overdo it there. But that's the example of of what people kind of you know. When I lived in Oregon, they said dressing. That was like a thing. You said dressing there. You dress your bird there. But they also called pickup trucks. I was confused when I first got there. I owned a bar. And the guy said to me, yeah, man, I parked my rig on the other side of your bar. And I was like, man, I got a really small parking lot. No, like an 18-wheeler is what I would expect. Or it, like the, yeah, I mean. Yeah, so I walk out there looking for an 18-wheeler because I'm from the Midwest, right? And, that's, and it's his like GMC pickup. And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's what we call trucks out here, man, the rigs. It's like, I, I, and I'm sure there's some weird. trucker out there that's probably going to scream at me for not knowing this, but is the rig the actual part of the truck, like the actual truck part, Must and then be. the 18-foot part, you know, trailer. The, the trailer, the rig and the, the trailer. Tra- the rig and the trailer? Okay. Must be. All right. Because um, the guy, I mean, every guy out there, that's why they, they're they jacked up 4x4, four four. it yeah. was a rig. It was not a truck. Dude, guy yelled at more than once. They also called women gals, which I, when I first got there, like a young guy would be like, man, that's a good-looking gal. And I'd be like... I would just like kind of look at him like, bro, why are you talking like my grandfather right now? <sighs> like, what is the what is the deal with that? So they were dressing people. They said dressing. I don't, I don't. That doesn't sound right to me. It's it's one of those things that you know you're right. Regionally, things are going to change when it comes to what a stovetop uh, call it stuffing. That's exactly that's what, what thought, they call yeah. it. Yeah, and I think that's, which is sold all over the country. It's on the shelf. It's not, they don't have separate boxes for the West Coast. So like, why are, can't we get everybody on board with with uh, stuffing? Maybe maybe it's dressing when it's actually. 
actually like either in the bird or like served with the bird and maybe stuffing is just when it's on the side its own thing i mean like when you if you make pork chops and stuffing then yeah you're not going to call it dressing okay right? people are saying you might be right they're saying it's stuffing when you cook it in the turkey dressing when you cook it separate although i have watched i am a big food although not anymore because i'm a cord cutter cord cutter but iron I, it stands very I, let him tell you but i was a food network junkie and i they i love those shows and they would always say, I'm getting ready to dress this bird. And then inside the bird goes the stuffing. So I just assumed that that's what that meant. Um, it sounds a little classier, I guess. I mean, like stuffing something is, I don't know, like it sounds a little trashy. If you but... boiled it on your on your stovetop, it's not classy. Right, no matter, no matter how you cut it there. I mean, we're it's talking about classy. stovetop there. So. Uh, which, by the way, people knock the easy stuffing. I love it. Like it better than the homemade stuff, like the the croutons. Oh no, the- no 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 no! If you find somebody who really knows how to make stuffing well, yeah. and you get a little sausage in there, maybe yeah. um, what is it? It's not it's not oysters. There's sometimes there is something people put. Like, I forget it, but like a little sausage in it is really good. Um, if you find somebody that really knows how to make it, that's it's easily my favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. I hate dude. The star of the show sucks. Like honestly, it's like one of those things. Thanksgiving dinner for me is like going to the movie theater, and I loved all the trailers, but the the, the feature I went and saw sucked. Um, better than mashed potatoes, yeah. Better stuffing over mashed potatoes. Here's why: because I get mashed potatoes a lot. Yeah. If it's I not, go to, something special about If I go it. to KFC, I'm probably getting those. If, if There's other restaurants where, where you kind of get them where stuffing feels like, oh, my God, somebody made stuffing. I want to have that. I'm surprised KFC doesn't have stuffing. They might. That, I don't know. That, I mean, I, know I go to KFC pretty frequently. Oh, like, and they don't have and, it? No, they don't have stuffing. So I, I figured that would be a- uh, Boston Market? Um, There's not a Boston Market around here. Well, I'll tell you what we have that's way better what than Boston that? Market is the American Oven. Which used to be TGD 365, which is Thanksgiving dinner like every day of the year. Like, right. dude, their their sides are amazing there. Yeah, the American I, oven's got really good stuff in I'm it. I'm sure this is their Super Bowl. Like, today is the day I always where... thought opposite. I said to that guy, I said, when when I first got here, I met him, and I was like, well, I was like, November, you got to be pretty slow, huh? He's like, Thanksgiving week's my biggest week of the year. You got to think, a lot of people don't cook, and a lot of people are doing, like, catering, or a lot of people are doing, you know, even going out to eat, and, like, that's pretty commonplace. I remember working in restaurants, like, I would make a ton of money on Thanksgiving Day. It's because nobody wants to be the one hosting it. Nobody wants to be the one cleaning up after it. So, like, I'm not necessarily surprised. Right. And, and I, there, there, there's something else that Thanksgiving people always get all upset about is like oh, I can't believe that Target's going to open up their store and boy what a bunch of what you know they 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 hate Thanksgiving they hate America and it's like dude every friggin' restaurant in the country is open today why don't you get upset about that why is why is retail the one and only like champion cause that you're going to champion when it comes to something like this when it's like dude the movie theater is going to be open the well, they're restaurants gonna say, are going to be open well the movie theater is a good argument I mean, what people are going to say about food is is that you ha- you leave restaurants open for people who don't have a place to go they need to be able to eat but it's like you know things. It's do things. It's like Christmas when people tell me, "Well, Christmas made me broke." No, poor planning made you broke. Christmas is at the same time every year. It didn't creep up on you. Thanksgiving doesn't sneak around the corner. It's this time every year. So it's like go to the store a couple of days before, and that's what I'm doing today. As soon as I get off the show, I'm gonna go to the grocery store, buy everything I need to Oof. everything I need to make Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. God bless you, dude. Going to the grocery store today is probably gonna be Thunderdome, dude. It honestly is. I gotta imagine when I go at 10:30, it's probably not gonna be so bad. Good luck. That's all I'll say to you is good luck. I'm glad I'm not going. I, mean, I, I Yesterday, I was like, all right, man, dude, if you need anything, you got to go take care of that today. So good luck to you. I just, I got to pick up my laundry 
at uh, at Laundry Express, which is right next door to the Giant Eagle up there. So normally I do those two things like side by side. When I do go do one, I go do the other. And so I'm, I got to go pick that that up today. And I'm and then yeah, I it, it probably will be bad. In it there, will though, be. Right? I guarantee you, it will be, dude. I mean, you think you got to think a lot of people took today off. Like I would say, is that right? Significant amount. Our boss isn't coming in today. You got the day off today. Yeah, but he's mentally checked out every day. Well, I mean, but nonetheless, there's going to be plenty of people. I would assume a lot of uh, I would assume a lot of old ladies, a lot of like you know people who are who are getting that, that meal together, grabbing those last things. So good luck, man. I am going to fall apart in there. I know you are. <laughs> dude, I would recommend that you don't do. It. I I don't I don't like that. Well, I well, dude, I don't have any food in the house. I got to be able to cook things tomorrow. I was say Napoli's or like, no, they're not open no, tomorrow. I wish. I I I'll tell you what, dude. If you guys are listening, I'll pay you extra to open tomorrow. I swear to God I would. I totally would. We're going to get you hooked up with $1,000. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here with the hookup on a great job. Star Leasing is growing yet again. So if you're looking to make a career move with a great company, Star Leasing can be it. If you have knowledge of trailer repair and maintenance, then Star Leasing is definitely the company for you. They are employee-owned, and they offer amazing 401k, medical, dental, and and vacation. If you have the knowledge and know-how and can lift 40 pounds, call my good friend Wendy at 440-232-4888. Again, that number, 440-232-4888 for Star Lease 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 1069. We'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop around 730 this morning to get his take on uh, people are asking whether or not JT Barrett is the best Ohio State quarterback ever. I don't know about that one. Munch knows way more about Ohio State than I do. Yeah, you'd have to be a historian to know that. You know I'm not I mean? an historian on Ohio State. That I'm not. But Munch knows his stuff, so I'll ask him that question. Also, whether or not he thinks the Browns can pull off one win this year. Munch going to be uh, reporting to us live from the St. Augustine Hunger Center up near Cleveland as he does a, uh, a food drive every year up there around Thanksgiving for St. Augustine's. I used to do it every year with them. It's a great event, so we'll talk to Munch coming up at 720. So Starbucks back in the crosshairs of the conservatives now. Okay. Or, I, you know what? I don't even want to say conservatives. Let me say that Starbucks is in the crosshairs of people who like to complain. Because I think that there are good, honest, you know, people who listen to the show every day who are conservative who don't care about this at all. Yes, 100%. And that's something that I feel like you, I, and really more than us, anyone in the media and in, 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 in the positions that they are could do a better job of is... We're not all the craziest versions of what of that we word. are. Right, right. right. Well, I, and I'll prove it to you here. Democrat and liberal used to mean two separate things. That used to you you were you liberal was you were the far left of the Democratic Party. We've now made everybody that is a Democrat a liberal. Like the, we we've blurred the lines of these words, right? And at this point, I think that's a part of the reason why we all feel so divided is because and attacked. And uh, this is a quote from George W. Bush that I love, and I know that it's like, well, pff, yeah, he's the worst president ever, except for Trump. But we always view ourselves as the best of our intentions, and we view others as the worst examples of them. And it's like, well, that's a fair point. That's like, a good quote. And when we all do that, well, it's like no wonder we all view the other side as the enemy. And if we would all cut back on that a little bit. And I think we'd all be better as a country for it. We'd probably get along more. Right. And make no mistake, Starbucks knows exactly what they're doing here. And they sell more coffee than anybody else because of what they're doing here. But there's a new holiday cup out. It's not red. It's not not any of that stuff. But there's 
and this is up for you. You can see the video. It's up at WRQK.com. We have a couple of still photos of it as well. But at the bottom, in the center of the cup, there's the green logo like they always have. Cup's white. And there's like Christmas packages on it and hearts and, you know, a couple of cups. And at the bottom, there's two hands kind of like holding up. And then up at the top of the cup, there's two hands. All you see is sleeves and hands, and they're holding. Okay. One sleeve's all white. One sleeve's white with like red stripes running across it. And they're holding hands. And now people are flipping out. Over what? Now a guy now now a guy I like and a guy whose show I watch a lot on the internet, I read his website a lot. I don't always agree with him, but I try to read him and listen to him because I find him to be somewhat engaged and I like to balance myself out. And it's his name's Ben Shapiro. And I like Ben a lot. He's wrong a lot, but he's got a lot of great opinions, and you know he's normally pretty well thought out, is what a listener said to me yesterday, and he was right about it. But he asks, why can't they just make an apolitical cup? And I'll ask Ben Shapiro, how do you know that this is not an apolitical cup? How do you know that's a man and a man holding hands? Because I'm assuming that's what their bitch is, right? I mean, are they like, I don't want to be, are they man hands? Are they like like dude hands? Well, they're like cartoon hands, so I don't really know. Although it does, if you want to read way into it, it does look like one of the hands may be larger than the other. Okay. And so, which again, I don't know if that would, to me, that would say father holding Child's hands. Is there any way to know the sexual? Nobody. There's no sex. There's, there's no way to know. There's no way. So how does it not? My hand, my hand is significantly larger than my girlfriend's hand. It's huge. I mean, it's a huge difference there. So why wouldn't it be that? Uh, again, Twitter having this to say, looks like Starbucks is at it again, promoting gay and lesbian Christmas. Other than being seen at Starbucks, not sure why anyone drinks their coffee. It, it's burnt and it's not good. Well, first of all, Starbucks coffee is very good. Uh, l- let's not get over. Let's not go overboard here. Their coffee is very good. What? What's gay? I don't understand. Like, right. I mean, I, I just I think people are seeing what they want to see. And what I'm going to tell you is if you see that and you automatically think it's two gay dudes holding hands. You're obsessed with this issue and you're obsessed with it more than gay people are. And this is, and again, I know I've been on this a lot lately. You got to log off and go outside. As a matter of fact, real quickly, I spent all day yesterday outside because it was like 52 degrees and beautiful. I played golf, wasn't anywhere near my phone. It was the best day I've had in a while because I was like, oh my God, I'm not angry about stuff that I don't care about. If they made an you know, an apolitical cup, wouldn't at that point, it would just be, oh, you're just trying to be so PC. You just don't even want to have Christmas on it. You don't want to have anything. They would just run their normal cup. And if you did that, God knows there's going to be issues. And not only that, they did this because you're going to complain and you're going to spin it around. You're going to tell people not to go. And all of you people, you're the, the new boycott is by going there. Like, remember the, the last Starbucks boycott? I'm going to go to, I'm going to boycott Starbucks by going and telling the right Trump on my cup. And it was like, guys, if you're going to spend the money, I don't care who you support, but if you're going to spend the money there, that is not a boycott. And I'm sorry, I don't see gay hands here. And again, I'm the kind of person that, right. Well, what I mean is I don't see this as being like, this is two gay dudes holding hands is what I'm saying. Now, not only that, but I don't want, I think this is one of those things you have to want to see it. And I don't necessarily want to see it, nor would I probably even look at the cup. Here's how much I look at my coffee cup. Is this the part where like on the lid where the 
the hole is that I can drink out of it. That's as far as I look at it. Is this like one of those magic eyes from the 90s where you kind of have to look at it, but you don't look at it, and all of a sudden there's Like that painting that follows you everywhere? And all of a sudden it's just penis everywhere? Dude, I got to get a Starbucks cup. Check that out. If you haven't seen this cup, it's online at WRQK.com. I think people are making way too big of a deal out of this, and all you're doing at the end of the day is selling more coffee for Starbucks. I'll say it about every single issue. The more you protest, the more you boycott, the more you bolster what it is you're trying to take down. Stop. You're doing this wrong. Here's $1,000 right now. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. We normally do it Friday at 7.30, but we're off on Friday this week. And it's one of the biggest weekends for college football, at least for an Ohio State fan it is. So I wanted to have Mark Munch Bishop on Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. However, today, you can catch Munch in Cleveland as he's broadcasting live from the St. Augustine's, uh, Augustine's Hunger Center to benefit those in need for Thanksgiving. Munch, how are you, my man? Well, I am superb. And I got to tell you something touching, Daddy. Showed up about 10 to 5, had a cup of joe, and uh, people are responding right now as I get to chat with you and Fantone uh, on the Great Stansbury Show. We have a record number of contributions that have come in so far today, and I'll be here till 2 o'clock. Where is there? 2486 West 14th. If you're driving up 77, you want to slide over to uh, 176. There's a West 14th exit. And the cool thing is this. You can go up 14th, make a contribution. Heck, you don't even get out of your car. Roll down the window, hand me some cash, a check, or pop your truck. We'll pull some food out of there, and bang, you keep on going right up West 14th to get on the inner belt in your downtown. I have done this event with Munch many, many times throughout my radio career. It was always one of the things I like doing the most, uh, and I know you're very, very close with St. Augustine, so I, I love the fact that you're out there doing that, Munch. But I do have a couple of Ohio State-Michigan questions for you. No, no, hold on, Danny, hold on. Ohio State and either the school up north or okay. the U of M. No, right. Watch that M word. I know all you're right. a good dude. Okay, all right, all right. I, I, I will do my best. All right, and now I got myself in a little bit of trouble yesterday on the air. Why? I, well, I said that, don't get me wrong, this game's always big, but I don't believe Ohio State has the right to vie for a national championship this year. I feel like they, they've lost, losing to Iowa. You and I agree with that. It was like, yeah, I, I, you've heard me, and my right? Buckeye brothers and sisters are upset with me. You know what? If they get in, they get in. I'm not doing scenarios. Dan, I won't do scenarios on my show because you lost to Iowa. And to me, the conversation's over. I agree. So if they get in, they get in. I'm not going to argue with it. Me personally, right. I wouldn't put them in. But I was saying yesterday that this game does not feel urgent to me the way it used to. And here's why. Trestle had a 9-1 record against Michigan. Sorry, the school up north. <laughs> I, I believe Urban Meyer's 5-0 and against the, the U of M. So it's like they're not, they're, they're not as good as I thought they were going to be this Yet with Harbaugh, I thought Harbaugh was going to really turn that thing around this so much faster. I thought they were going to be better. And Ohio State isn't going to vie for a national championship. So this game this weekend, I get that it's big, but it doesn't feel as urgent as it has in years past. Am I off base? Yes, you are, Dan, and I'm okay. going to tell you why. Okay, number one, okay. I want to remind people this, okay? A goal of mine in life is to render the football program at the U of M meaningless. It's darn close to that right now. And as I call him the khaki boy wonder, Jim Harbaugh, what exactly has he done there? You know what? Squat. It's been a lot of hot air, a lot of smoke and mirrors. Bottom line is, think of this, Danny, is that his signature win this year 
is over Minnesota, and Minnesota just got waxed last weekend by Northwestern. And something else, Dan, and I'm as sincere to you as I've ever been when I talk about this game, this is more than football, bro. This is good against evil. This is civilization <laughs> against knuckle-draggers. These people don't walk upright yet, okay? They're Neanderthal cavemen, and I want them to vanquish. All right. I got some numbers for you, Munch. Game starts at noon. Ohio State is giving Michigan in the big – sorry, the school up north in the big house. 12, <laughs> they're giving them 12 points. We're the, dude, they are a 12-point dog at home. That's unreal. Yeah, it is. And I, I can understand those, you know, looking and saying, wow, is this that big a game? But I got to tell you some Danny, hearkening back to the memory of W.W. Hayes, even Earl Bruce, and you saw what Tress did when he got it uh, turned around on that, is that it still is something. Uh, again, there's, there's different things in our life that we see. And I'm weird about this, and uh, uh, the whites can't stand it. But, you know, I, I see their helmets, I cringe. It makes my skin crawl. And, you know, to have the 12-point favorites, let's hope they beat them by 24. All right. One more Ohio State question for you. Is it's one of the biggest weeks of the year for college football. And I'm reading an article from Mitch Stacy from, uh, from the Alternative Press here, AP, uh-huh. who is making the argument that JT Barrett is the best quarterback in Ohio State history. Are you – I mean – who, now, you're an Ohio State historian. I am not. So I'm right. curious who you think the best Ohio State quarterback in history is. Brother, you know what? To me, there is no doubt. Again, this is college. He strayed a little bit lately. No doubt. And he won the Heisman Trophy there, too, is Troy Smith. But, Dan, I don't hesitate to wow. say okay. that JT is second on that list. Wow. You know what? You look at the records he's accumulated. You look at what he's done. He's been much maligned. All I know is this, is that, yeah, he's faltered at times. A lot of the good ones do. But to me, he's the second on that list. All right, I have one more college football question because, again, you, you studied this stuff more than I do. But it seems to me, like, let's, we'll take Ohio State and Alabama, right? They yes, both, sir. They both seem to be the same. If you want a good linebacker, Ohio State, Alabama will do it. These are the two top teams in, in college football. They've been there for 50 years. They've, they've always been pretty good. Even in the down years, they're still pretty good. Why do star quarterbacks never come from these programs? Okay, number one, bro, flashback a little bit. Now, not lately, but Joe Namath, I'd have to say, was a star. Okay, yeah, yeah, he he was good. Yeah, pretty darn good, too, you know, not quite Namath. You know what? It is a different style. Even when you had your arch leasters, well, we don't even get into him. Uh, you know, a Braxton Miller is an NFL player as a receiver. Uh, Troy Smith was ready to start for the, the Ravens. He would have broke the mold, and then he got horribly ill. I want to say appendicitis. Uh, Joe Flacco turned over, and that was the end of it. It's just a different style, a different system. Okay. I mean, look at Arch Griffin. Running back's running back. Yeah, two-time Heisman Trophy winner just wasn't built for the pro game, it could be different. You look at uh, Hurt, the Bama quarterback this year, he could run, he could throw. Barrett could run and throw. And when people want to replace Barrett, they don't understand is that a huge part of the running game would have went with it. Dan, they're just built for different things, different styles, different games. And uh, some schools are to give you quarterbacks. You look at the, you know, the, the, the Pac-12. Could weather have something to do with it, too, might, you know, yeah, in the Big fair. Ten, you know, with, with your pure passers. 
Purdue has been known for a passing system for so many years. And how many Purdue quarterbacks could you name? Probably Drew Brees. Yeah, that you I know? was going to say Drew Brees is the one I do know. That's the, you're yeah. right. That's the only one I do know. Fantone has been chomping at the bit all morning. He's got Cavs questions for you. Munchman, he's my guy. Come on, man. Munchman, it, it, it seems like the uh, the tides have turned. It seems like you know a, a a tipping point has been hit, and the Cavaliers all of a sudden are playing defense. What do you what do you credit that to? Okay, brother, number one, and again, you can say, well, everybody went through it, I know that. But this is an older team. And, uh, and, and, you know, my engine gets revved up quickly, man. But, you know, preseason was shorter this year. I feel truly for an older team that did not behoove them, you know, getting rushed into the fray much more, guys learning to play with each other. And you know what, too? I watched some of them. There wasn't a desire there, too. I, I could name names for you. I mean, Kyle Corver for one. And all of a sudden, if you remember, was it a couple weeks back, Dwayne Wade came out with a tirade. Tyron Lue came out with a tirade. LeBron said, hey, wait a minute. We're going to change things in a hurry. So not only are they playing defense, they're learning how to play together. And Fantone, think about this. Here's what's even more amazing. Look at their dismantling of the Pistons. For all intents and purposes, they used their fourth-string point guard, Calderon, Something else, too, I'm seeing. Kevin Love is not a true center. You could say, well, how many true centers are there in the NBA today? Well, there's more than one or two. And now he's learning, too, to play these guys like Monroe the other day, or I'm sorry, Drummond in Detroit. He's kind of taking them out a little bit. These big guys don't like running around like Kevin Love likes to run around. So that tires them out a bit, too. But it's just effort. It's effort, effort, effort. And we're seeing it out of this team. It's desire. It's the want to do it. I agree with you, Munch. I think it it all comes down to desire and the want to do it. And I've been on this since the beginning of the season. I know we're not all that far into the Cavs season. But they kind of show up when they want to and when they don't want to. And then everybody was like, oh, my God, they throttled the Pistons. And I just thought to myself, well, of course they did. Because that's Dan Gilbert. supposed to be doing. Well, that's well, – <laughs> A, they're bad, and B, that's Dan Gilbert's hometown. And people can say whatever they want. That relationship between Dan Gilbert and LeBron James is not totally repaired. And I'm just, I am just know LeBron. He's a drama queen. I know he went up there and was like, this is his hometown. I'm going to embarrass that team from there. And that's that's just my personal opinion on what happened. That's who LeBron is. It's just who he is. I want to move to football now because I'm being asked via Twitter to ask you this question. Do, okay. you, do you think, Munch, that the best thing the Browns could do is bring in an offensive coordinator to help you out with play calling? You know, the best thing they can do is get rid of the front office, all right, because they are not choosing the right players. Don't get me wrong. Hugh has not been on fire with his play calling at all. In fact, if anything, you know, my support for him has waned immensely. But the bottom line is it would not hurt. I know Hugh enjoys doing it, but guess what, guys? We enjoy doing things, too, that we always don't get to do. So there's no doubt in my mind it would help. But, you know what, right now, that would not be my top priority. My top priority would be getting a new front office, getting football in to choose football people in to choose football players. Well, let me ask you. You walked me right up to the doorstep of it. Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Let me ask you the question. Is Peyton Manning the right guy? No. Okay. Wow. I like him. I, I, you I, ask, and you know, I'll tell you who the right guy is, but I don't know what his contract is. He's, he's from, uh, you know, our area, Rick Spielman, the head of the Minnesota Vikings. Look at the talent on that yeah. team. Look at the people, the no-names. Brian Thielen, the receiver, who the hell knew who he was? Bottom line is Rick Spielman is it. No, I don't feel Peyton Manning is it. On-the-job training, he told somebody close to him he's having 
too much fun doing what he's doing now? Well, is he really going to want to be structured? Is he really going to want 18, 20-hour days, which it could become? Granted, it's fruitful. We do 18-hour days sometimes, and you know what? I don't think our salary is $7, $8 million <laughs> a year. So the bottom line is, to me, it's not Manning, no. Well, to be fair, I haven't done an 18-hour week in a while. (laughs) What? There's there's Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. However, today you can find him at the St. Augustine's Hunger Center in Cleveland taking donations for the less fortunate for the Thanksgiving holiday. Mark Munch Bishop, buddy, enjoy your Thanksgiving. You know I love you, and go Bucks. Same much love to you guys, too. And again, Ken, lucky to have this show on. And you're Damn lucky right. to be rocking with Rock 1069. Thanks. Oh, man, you're just the best. <laughs> He's just the best. He is just the best. Kathy Griffin, back at it again. We'll get you clued into what she's doing now next on Rock 1069. No, Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online at WRQK.com. And once again, want to thank Mark Bunch Bishop for joining us this morning. He actually just texted me during the break. He's like, look, man. He's like, I know your family's in Vegas. Say, like, Donna hit me up after hearing me on your program. That's his wife. It was like, you invite him over to Thanksgiving dinner. If he if, if he wants to come to Thanksgiving, invite him to, over to Thanksgiving. So Munch reached out. I was like, yo, bro, you know, you're always welcome at my house, which I have slept on that man's couch plenty of times. But I, uh, I was like, nah, maybe not. I, uh... Maybe not that one. I'm just gonna say I can guarantee you that 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 it wasn't just like, hey, come spend, you know, hey, come have Thanksgiving, homie, uh, homie, I got a 38 pound bird in the oven, homie, <laughs> homie, <laughs> 60 pounds of bird. <laughs> My bird would eclipse Michigan. That's, that's what he. That's that would be Munch right there. I love that dude, man. I honestly, I couldn't have gotten any luckier than to start my career out by working for that guy. It was awesome. So, Kathy Griffin, this was what around three months ago, was it? Maybe, maybe a little under, where she had that photo where she like chopped the president's head off and she was standing there with it. Yeah. And everybody lost their minds, and I kind of felt like it's a little bit in bad taste. I'm, I, you know, I'm all right with knocking the president. God knows I've done it plenty. I did it plenty when Barack Obama was president. I did it plenty when Clinton was president. Um, I just knock power. It's kind of what I do. But I felt like that's a little far. But for me, it's not like too far for like something that she shouldn't be able to do. It just was a little too far for me. That's where my line is. Didn't love it, right? Well, since then, I guess she's had some trouble booking some work and the like. And she, uh, of course, is taken to everybody's favorite platform, you know, social media, to, uh, to, to, to bitch and make this our fault. And this is what Kathy Griffin had to say. And I just want you guys to know I'm fully in the middle of a blacklist. Like, I am in the middle of a Hollywood blacklist. It is real. I am not booked on any talk shows. I'm selling tickets worldwide, which is really hard when you don't have any kind of a television platform and kind of nobody has your back and everyone thinks you're crazy. But a handful of people think I'm kind of on to something. So I just want you guys to know when I get home, I do not have one single day of paid work in front of me. And people that want me to go back and start in clubs and do 10 minutes again, I don't mean to be an but no. I'm not going to do that. I've worked way too hard to go back and work for free and do the club scene again because this is some bull because I've been blacklisted. So I actually got another fundraising email from the great Norman Lear and I just had to write back and go, yeah, none of you can ask me for money anymore. Okay, my legal bills are through the roof, obviously, because I'm doing something I really believe in. And I still say the end goal is for younger women and younger LGBT folks or disenfranchised people of any kind can watch me survive and with a sense of humor. Although you're saying you're not surviving. 
and you're not doing it with a sense of humor. Also, I think it's a little weird to tell people that you're selling tickets worldwide, but you can't get booked on television, and so that you don't you don't have paid work when you get home while you're on the middle of a world tour. Also, Kathy Griffin, let's go back throughout your career, shall we? Maybe you're not being booked on shows because you're on the D-list. Remember? Your whole career was my life on the D-list because nobody thinks I'm a celebrity. Nobody gets me. I'm on the outside of Hollywood. Nobody thinks I'm cool enough. Your life on the D-list. You were always a D-lister. This is what happens to D-listers. You can't claim you're not a celebrity. Make your bones on the fact that you're not a celebrity and then be pissed when nobody wants to put you on TV. I think the thing that kind of strikes me in this is that, dude, it wouldn't if 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 things were the way they were perceived, if things were the way that they're sold to us, she'd be booked on everything. everywhere because Hollywood is the most liberal, you know. So let me get this straight: Jake Tapper can do what he does on a news site. Nobody takes him off the TV. That guy constantly goes after the president, and honestly, news guys probably should, right? But any president, by the way, not just ours. Um, but but you're right. Like TV Hollywood, this is these are the these are the we hate Trump people. Wouldn't Jimmy Kimmel be hey the first one to come on my show? Right? Wouldn't wouldn't you know? It, it just to me, it just seems very obvious that like this isn't a question about your politics, Kathy Griffin. This is a question about like are people interested in you? And I think the answer is no there. And I'll also say, don't be too big to go back down. You know how many bands used to sell out arenas? Oh, now they're playing the ribs burn off? Oh, God, countless, dude. Ask Eddie Money. Countless. Eddie Money didn't work too hard to have to play the rib burn off, but guess what? He realizes his career is where it is now versus where it was in 1989, so you adjust. I once upon a time took a job at at a radio station called 87.7. Now, that job ultimately was beneath me. Ultimately, for my ability, it is beneath me. But it was the job that was available to me at the time, so I did it knowing that that job would lead to another job with this company. And sure enough, here I sit. Sometimes I always say this to my boss because he's so resistant to this theory. But I always say this. And Kathy Griffin, you need to hear me. Sometimes you have to give to get. That's the way it works. Nobody's blacklisting you. You were always a D-lister, and what's happening to you is what happens to D-listers. You're on the sideline where we all want you. We have $1,000 to pass out. You're getting it next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry. And his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have $1,000 up for grabs here couple of minutes, we'll give you your keyword. You'll text it in. You'll have some money. Good way to start the holiday weekend. This is the last day for that, by the way. Up until 9 o'clock tonight, and then we're done. Rock 1069's bribe coming to an end today. So, another celebrity now, we're going to use that word loosely here, has been accused of rape. Melissa Schumann was a member of the all-girl pop group Dream. I don't remember Dream. Uh, that was like Puff Daddy's girl group. Ah, okay. I do remember that. I remember that kind of project. Sorry, Brother Loves Girl. Oh, that's right. Change his name. Has claimed that Backstreet Boy Nick Carter had raped her in his apartment in 2002. She says, I was 18 at the time and a virgin. Carter was 22. She told him to stop, saying she was saving herself for her husband. He allegedly replied, I could be your husband. The singer said she was inspired to come forward with her story after being horrified by the troll's victim shaming of a fan who claimed to have been assaulted by Carter, saying the victim shaming is a core reason why victims don't speak out. 
Victim shaming is a weird thing that's been happening a lot now. I know Bette Midler just said something about Leanne Tweeden the other day saying that this doesn't look like a victim to me and all that because she, she was in a photo with, uh, you know, Al Franken laughing and like this and that. And it's like, well, I mean, people continue to work for Harvey Weinstein, too, after it happened, because sometimes people feel like, well, dude, I just I, I got to work. Like, what right. am I going to do? So I do I, I, the victim shaming things really weird to me. Like, I'm, I'm not wild about that. Right. And this is. I saw this. God, do I have this tweet? I hope I have this tweet. Because I just, I, I mentioned this woman's tweet on my feed. At Stansbury Show is where you get this, by the way. Is because I have been talking about this since the beginning of this. I want sexual assailants to be dealt with. I want you in a courtroom. I want you in a police station. I want you to be dealt with. But I have been worried about a, about a coerced effort down the line of this. Of take now, Nick Carter's not part of this, but of taking down powerful men and replacing them with women just solely to do it. And Emily Linden had tweeted this out, said, Here's an unpopular opinion. I'm actually not all that concerned about innocent men losing their jobs over false sexual assault harassment allegations. Well, that's terrifying. That's terrifying because I am worried about that. I think what we're what we're eventually going to do. I've always said, say this about every big issue in the world. We'll overcorrect the steer. That's what we'll do. And I said, dude, there'll be a there'll be a, a press conference and Glory Allred will be there and like the whole thing. But this is going to end this way, where this is going to be. Which, by the way, let me just tell you, as the guy who's always early on everything, let me tell you, you know where this fight's going to go ultimately. Get ready to kiss online pornography goodbye, guys. Just get ready to kiss it goodbye. That's going to be the next BuzzFeed and Fox and all these other like web blogs are going to say, well, we've linked it back now. And like they're looking at Internet porn and like the, the way porn is set up where women just give you sex no matter what you say is going to lead into this. And we're, that's going to be the fight of this is that it will be online pornography's fault. You will see a, a, a like a stricter like they're going to look to restrict that. I'm just telling you, that's going to be the fight where this goes down the line. And I'm not so sure that they're that wrong about it. Maybe it does lead to some stuff like that. Um, I, I, I see your point, but I mean, this happened in 2002. The Harvey Weinstein things have been happening for years. The Charlie Rose things, you know, uh, those were all before like the big push of online porn. I would agree. I'm just telling you, you're using logic and that's not what social media does. We are going, they are going to move this fight for what they want. And it will be everything objectifies women. Now, if you have seriously been victimized, that's awful. And that dude should be in cuffs and he should be locked away. But women in powerful positions, which, by the way, you're constantly bitching at me about how there's not enough of you. So the ones that are calling for or saying that you don't care if people are wrongfully accused and lose their jobs, I'm sorry. What's going to make me be in a hurry to put you in a powerful position? Why do you feel like that applies with sexual harassment, sexual assaults, and things like that, where it's like one innocent person is too much, right? Is what you're saying? Is one you you can't you can't just believe everyone because one is too much. Why doesn't that apply to other crimes? Why doesn't that apply to the death penalty? Why doesn't that apply in other? Situations? I have said about the death penalty that I am pro death penalty to the point of just the fact that I don't care about it. Not that I feel so strongly that we have to do it. If you want to get rid of the death penalty tomorrow, I don't feel so strongly on it that I'm going to argue with you. I'm just indifferent to the fact that the state will kill people. 
so indifferent that the state will unjustly kill people, but not indifferent to the fact you, that some men are losing their jobs? I'm not indifferent to unjustly killing you. If we have if we have killed people through the death penalty that, that were, were innocent, I do have a problem with that. I'm just indifferent. I, like I always say this. There's only so many hours in the day. I can only gear up for so many things. And the death penalty is just one of those things where it's like, yeah, ultimately it's probably not right. It's probably not what I would do. It's probably not the system I would create. But I don't care so much about it that I got to be out there with a sign in my hand trying to tell people to stop it. But this is all of us is what's happening here. This is and that's what I'm saying is like, dude, this is going to affect every single workplace in America. And I cannot support a system that just says, well, one of the sexes is bad, one of the sexes is better, so we're going to replace all the positions of power. And if you don't think that's what they're gearing up for, you are crazy. That's where this is going to go. This is where this is totally going to go. I'm just telling you, guys, if you run your office right now, you need, I'm just, dude, just be scrubbing everything and be watching every conversation you have. You, we just did a story yesterday. They don't want you, they don't want you to let your kids hug family members. Guys, people are going off the rails. And like I said about the trans issue, remember a year ago, you couldn't pee in a bathroom. Now we're electing them to Congress. <laughs> like, dude, I'm telling you, man, the world moves fast. I'm just telling you, this is where this is going to go. It's going to be pornography's fault, and men are ultimately evil, and women need to rule the world. Which I always point out, you already do. Go to any married dude's house. He ain't in charge. Wife's firmly in charge. Here's your $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 1069. Rock 106.9. Hey, welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. I apologize. Apparently, we are having keyword issues yet again this week. The word this hour is bank. Text it to 200-200. I, for the life of me, can't figure out why... No, you know what? No. Dude, you were right. Like, dude, this this little breakaway yeah. is so needed. Yeah. You and I both have so much underlying anger yeah. towards this building right now. We do something... I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's other people out there who are like, dude, I haven't had a week off in forever. Um, but we, we at the end of the year, we kind of get stuck in this, like... We've worked for a really long time with no time off, and all let's, of a sudden, it's let's like, not just oh, throw, bitch. let's not wipe our ass with the word work, though. Well, like, yes, <laughs> but nonetheless, but I mean, we are required to be someplace, right. and uh, there, it's it's been a little frustrating. Holidays, so, holidays are here, buddy. We're gonna get over this. We're yeah, no, I can't. I do. I do. I need a break away. I, I just, I do, and I, I hate saying that. I always say this. I love what I do. Honestly, the hardest part of my job is when I wake up to do it. Like outside of that. Like, let me get this straight. You name it after me, and I get to spot off all my opinions before anybody else gets to talk again. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like one of the best jobs you could ever get. But there's just, I don't care where you work, what you do. Even male porn stars are like, dude, again, Phoenix Marie, again. Like, that's just the way it is. Yeah, and I mean, uh, this show is not what the issue is. It's not like you and I are like, oh my God, I hate you, and I don't want to talk to you anymore. No, not and I don't at all. Want to do that. Um, it just there's other you know other things happening. Like yeah, like where you work, it's like there's just people where you're like, why can't you get your whatever? But bank is the word bank that you need. Bank. That's what you're gonna get. Thousand dollars. That's right. Money. That is what you're gonna get. Today's uh, the last day for that. By the yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow being Thanksgiving. Uh, we just played the turkey song from Adam Sandler, and I know you've been on this. Yo, turkey sucks. But dude, why? 
why did we all think that was so funny in the 90s? Like, what about that was like, oh my God. Dude, a guy just hit hilarious. me up. It was like, hey, thanks for playing that. I needed that laugh this morning. I know people do. And I know people, it's like, to me, sometimes you'll go back and you'll watch a viral video from 10 years ago. And it's like, oh, what, what were we all laughing about Chocolate Rain for? Like, what? why was that so funny? This is the I love the 90s theory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like, I can't believe Slinky. Like, yeah, what, what, what you was know what I mean? it? But it, between that and the Hanukkah song, and I know once Christmas comes around and I know once like it's like, I hey, today's, run back to back, today's the first day of Hanukkah. I know we're going to run that song. But there's just part, a part of me that's just like, why, why was that funny? Why was with Sammy Davis Jr.? What did that have to do with anything? A, a Cheryl Teague poster? Like, what? What? Yeah, again, if you're not my age, that joke doesn't land. I get all of those things. I understand, like, the references. I just don't think they're very funny. Like, it was just kind of like, all right. I got to tell you, when that record first came out, though, I must have played that song 300 times. Now, the skits on those Adam Sandler records, like The Goat and, you know, the mom that was at the pool and Told all those different things. All right, those were all very very funny. Those were funny skits, but the, some of these songs, I'm just like, dude, that's I, I, I don't that's know, man. Kind of funny. You're not wrong, but when I do, when that came out, I must have listened to that song 300 times in a row. I wish Turkey only cost a nickel. Everyone's like, oh. <laughs> and you're gonna eat it in the shoe and all that. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Eating it in a big brown shoe, dude? What that the, oh, what? That was the big knock on Sandler back in the day. Is that honestly, he was like the Nickelback of comedians where like people were like, dude, this is terrible and yet it's so successful. He was uh, Dane Cook before Dane Cook was Dane Cook there. That's fair. Right. Probably a better actor. Oh, not probably. A better actor than Dane Cook. Um, but as far as like Comedian, although Adam Sandler's funnier, right? Um, once again, if, although Dane was great once upon a time, yeah, he was he was great. It's not like he's he was always like the Walmart of comedy. Dane Cook really was funny, and I still bet you if you go back and or if you if today you watch a Dane Cook like recent special, it'd probably be pretty it'd good. It'd still be pretty good. Now, if you watch a new Adam Sandler movie on Netflix, dude, those are abysmally bad. Those are just like terribly. What was it, The Magnificent Eight or something like that? or the silly something seven six or something, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was such a piss poor movie. Like, oh, I wouldn't even attempt to watch I, that. I was like, well, Adam Sandler, I like him. I'm going to turn it on. And oh boy, was it bad. He's made some like swings and misses. Like little Nicky was a bad movie. Yeah, that sucked. That, that was did. a bad movie. Um, what was it? My boy or whatever, where he had that other dude from SNL, that yeah, Andy, Andy Samberg. Samberg. Or Samberg, yeah. Andy Samberg, who, which by the way, I don't get Andy Samberg. Like I don't get that whole thing. The Lonely Island was good. Like that I kind of got. Um, but like most of his stuff, I'm just like, mm, it's not your cup of tea though. Mm, nah, most of those newer SNL people, um, I'm not wild about. I, I wonder, I wonder if I went back to the Adam Sandler days of SNL and it was like, all right, dude, let's watch some of these. Are those still going to hold up? And I mean, I, I oh, make, opera man on the news is funny. I make room for, um, 90 cheese and I make room for like, you know, outdated references and outdated clothes and stuff like that. Well, it's pop culture. That's well, what SNL does. But you, you're remembering opera man as like, all right, that was the one but what about the 800 other skits you know what i'm saying what about all the other crap that wasn't like the hey remember this oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean will will it all hold up there's no way right no and way it's just, it'd be interesting to see like was this really funny or were we just dumb in the 90s and we didn't care we were dumb in the 90s <laughs> just, 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 just well didn't care you gotta remember anything. too you had less entertainment yeah even in the 90s when there was a ton of it you had a nintendo you had a bunch of other stuff but there was still less entertainment than there is today. There is so much stuff vying for your... The, the fact that people... 
And again, Rebecca, you know, emailed me back and said, hey, if you're going to run that gold bond thing on Friday, do it at 830 for me because that's when I'm going to be sitting at my desk. And like when people tell me that they like go out of their way to listen to the podcast, like, oh, yeah, when I get home, I'll download it and pick up and start listening to what I missed, you know, on my way into work this morning. That is a huge compliment for me because I know what's vying for your attention. You probably have two video game systems, kids, you got TV, Jake Tapper, you got a million and one things. There's great podcasts in the world now where a lot of great people are doing their own shows now. And so it's like, there's so much competition for your, for your attention. The fact that you give me any of it, honestly, on the, on on the day before when we're supposed to be really thankful for everything, if I'm thankful for anything, it's the fact that you allot me any part of your life. Being in the car and listening is the goal. It is. I mean, that's where we like make our bread and butter is you being in the car and turning this radio station on. But thank God it, for traffic. But that is kind of like the nineties there where it's like, dude, you're trapped in here and there's literally nothing else you can do. So it's either listen to a crappy radio show or you can listen to a halfway decent one and, and you know, hopefully we're on that side. Um, but you're right. Like when you go home and listen to the podcast, like there's a million bajillion other things you could be doing. The fact that you do that, that is kind of special. The one, the one that always gets me is people will say, I'll be driving somewhere and I'll get to where I'm going, my house even, and I'll sit in the driveway until you finish before I go in the house. That Honestly, there's nobody I like enough to do that. No, nobody. I'm just, not I'm just telling you, there is no, I have never been a fan of anybody enough to do that ever. To change my behavior that way would never happen. And the fact that people are willing to do that or do do that, honestly, it's a huge compliment. Rebecca's super happy I'm playing the gold bond thing on Friday for her. Got you, Rebecca. She says, you have a great Thanksgiving. You're great at what you do. She's like, like, you should do – she's like, you do what you want to do the other 364 days out of the year. I don't have any problem with you doing what you want for Thanksgiving. And so here's the thing. I got into an argument with somebody at work yesterday. Her name's Nicole, and she works in sales, and we're buddies. Like, we're friends, right? Yeah. But we kind of got into it yesterday because she came into my office, and she like – voiced her opinion okay you're not allowed to do that no of course you are but she came in she goes you know you're wrong and i was like okay well about what like i I had just talked for four hours so 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 about what right you know what i mean which i was wrong about the speed limit on the on 77 right by the strip there it is in fact 65 right there you don't hit 55 until you get a little closer to the hall to the hall of fame there i screwed that up yesterday i apologize okay right so she comes in there that's not what she was mad (laughs) but she comes in she's like you're wrong and I was like, about what? And she's like, I think it's so selfish of you that if people are asking you to go to their house for Thanksgiving, that you're not going to go. And I was like, well, why is it not? And, and, and again, may, I need somebody to explain this to me. Why is it not selfish to say, hey, we want you to come to this and you're not going to. So we're mad at you. Why is t- why is getting upset with how I'm spending my time because I'm not spending it with you? Not selfish on their part. Uh, yes. I mean, I, I, and especially when you consider that this isn't like what do I want to say here. This isn't your family. It's, this, and it's you also, know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. Like, I, if, if you're not showing up to your mom's on Thanksgiving because you want to be, a, you know, you want to be a prick and, and sit around and play video games all that's, day, that's selfish. It's kind of, it's kind of a dick move. That's there. selfish. That's a dick move. But, I agree. But and I don't want to say this, but like these, I don't want to say they're pity invites, but like they're hey, you don't have anything going on invites. Which, Therefore, by the way, I'm giving you an option. That assumption is wildly inappropriate. What? Because my mother doesn't live in Ohio, you just assume I don't have anything to do for Thanksgiving. Look at you. Look at you. Just and what do you say about assumptions? It makes an ass out of you and me. Like guys, you gotta stop. Like I, I, I said this yesterday. I have a thousand places I could go. I'm choosing not to. 
because it's what I want. By the way, Thanksgiving's not a holiday. It's Thursday where you shove food in your face. That's every single Thursday. That's every single Thursday. Tomorrow will be no different for me than any other day, except for the fact that I cut the cord and I won't be able to watch three really good football games. <laughs> Here it is. He cut the cord. Sandsbury's not paying a cable bill anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, no, I'm not. Um, it's interesting that Nicole said something to you about that, just because earlier in the week she kind of came up to me and was like, oh, you're wrong about this. And we were talking about watching TV on your phones, and she was like, oh, my husband does it all the time, and he's a good husband because of it. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, she lets me. he lets me watch whatever I want on TV, and he'll watch TV on his phone. And I'm like, well, that makes you a terrible partner. <laughs> like, right. like, if your husband is like, no, I don't want to watch the Kardashians, and you're like, no, I don't want to watch football, then watch The Office. You know, what 30 I'm Rock. Saying? Right. Like, right. Like, meet in the common ground, have a partnership there, as opposed to making him sit there and watch, you know, Die Hard on, on his phone. That's okay. terrible. So now there's two. Let's get a third one in here. Let's, let's just throw Nicole right underneath the, the bus. Get her going. Because she's not coming into work today. She's on vacation today. Okay. Right. And we're buddies. So I feel like I can, like, you know, Right. Smack her around a little bit. Right. Verbally, not well, I mean, honestly, in 2017, am I even allowed to do that anymore? But she's the person who said to me three weeks ago, she has 13 TVs in her house. <laughs> I, I tweeted this out and I said, I'm not talking about a celebrity, a mansion. I'm talking about somebody I just know. 13. She has 13 TVs in her house. All she's right. got three kids. Okay. But let's say husband, wife, three kids, right? So that's, you know, you got, you got a five some there. So even if you give them each two TVs, that's 10. How do you even have 13? Where would you put 13? So why TVs? is your husband watching TV on the phone? On the phone. Good Lord. 13 televisions, buddy. Okay. That's so excessive. One in each bedroom, one yeah. in the living room, one in the kitchen, one in the bathroom one in the basement like I, I, where the hell are you putting 13 television my guess is there's probably one or two in like where the kids play so that way if like one of your sons wants to play this on nintendo or the other one wants to watch cartoons then they can both kind of do that in like the playroom downstairs is what i'm guessing but there's two two that's mind-boggling dude i have two tvs in my house and i live in a one-bedroom apartment i got one in the bedroom one in the living room yeah, two TVs in my house. I have one like I have one downstairs that's not in use. But like, what am I doing? Why, why would I put that in a spare bedroom? You know what I mean? Like, I think growing up in my parents' household, the most TVs we ever had in there was four, and it's because my brother and I both had one. Right. My parents had a bedroom and our TV in their bedroom, and then we and had then, a TV in the living room. in the living room. And actually, for the longest time, my parents took their TV out of their bedroom. My dad always felt like it was it was the sign of a, of a, of a marriage going to hell if you were watching TV in bed. Thirteen TVs. Dude, geez, Louise, Nicole's never going to talk to us again, dude. She's never talking to us again. No, she can't withstand it. Like, she doesn't believe me. Every time she gets mad at me, she comes right back. She's not going anywhere. She's actually, honestly, in this building, she is easily the biggest fan of this program. Easily. It's not even close. As a matter of fact, I think it's probably her and two other people that may listen. <laughs> They're us. <laughs> and and we just spent the last 20 minutes shoving her underneath the bus, backing it up. Which, by the way, one time I guess I had said about her, I was like, oh, Nicole can go to hell. And she ended up going to some party over that weekend, and somebody she went to high school with got drunk. <laughs> and just like this woman just kept like harassing her about it, like kept screaming at the party all night long. Yeah, whatever. Stansbury told you to go to hell. <laughs> just kept like shoving it in her face, which was, of course, like my favorite thing ever. But yeah, she was all on me yesterday because she thinks it's selfish because I'm going to spend thanksgiving doing what i want do i don't it, get it do whatever you want dude i mean honestly, i'm gonna do yeah, whatever i want to do it do whatever the hell you no, want because here's what's happening i don't want to come off like a curmudgeon but what has happened is in my life 
I have constantly given in and given other people what they want out of feeling guilty about doing what I want and feeling like I'm selfish. And you know what? I've reached a point in my life where I no longer care if people are upset about that. I don't. I got to worry about me. I got to worry about my mental well-being. And arguing with your family about Trump isn't the best way for me to spend my day off. I have to have these conversations all day, every day for my professional life. So come tomorrow, I am going to peacefully, quietly make dinner myself and enjoy my day off. I don't know why that's such a problem. He's lying. It's going to be loud as hell in his apartment, dude. I'm telling you right now, it's loud. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes sometimes that week goes to high volumes there. Sometimes, sometimes that does happen there. Where are we here? <laughs> Break. What? Uh, Break. Well, no, I'm just I'm doing I'm I'm, I'm looking at the, at the rundown and I'm like I don't even know where the hell we are right now. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hey, God. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here with the hookup on a great job. Star Leasing is growing yet again. So if you're looking to make a career move with a great company, Star Leasing can be it. If you have knowledge of trailer repair and maintenance, then Star Leasing is definitely the company for you. They are employee-owned, and they offer amazing 401k, medical, dental, and vacation. If you have the knowledge and know-how and can lift 40 pounds, call my good friend Wendy at 440-232-4888. Again, that number, 440-232-4888 for Star Lease. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. If you missed us throwing one of our salespeople, Nicole, <laughs> underneath the bus, you'll be able to podcast it shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. She was listening live. She's like, you're damn right I listen. She's like, I listen even when I'm not scheduled to work. I'm not coming into work today. I'm listening. She goes, I'm never bringing you coffee ever again. You're a dick. <laughs> I was like, you're bringing me guys. So I asked her, I was like, bring us coffee right now. She says she won't. She said I'm not, she's not leaving her house to bring us coffee right now. But she was oh, uh, she was sense. on she was unhappy. I think more what she's unhappy about is not the fact that I told everybody she came into my office and told me I was wrong for not wanting to go to other people's houses for Thanksgiving, but the fact that we told people that she has 13 TVs in her house. <laughs> and so now I think she's going to be looked at by her peers as like a snob. And by her peers, I mean me. I was going to say, I just can't wrap my head around it. 13 TVs. No, and the poor son of a bitch husband's watching TV on his phone in the bed for some reason. Like, she's a dictator, that woman. I feel like, I, dude, that's where I need to go for Thanksgiving is go liberate him. Like, buddy, you don't have to live like this, man. Let me show you the other side. It's great. Nicole's house just looking like a Black Friday sale. It's looking like TD's tailgate, dude. TV's everywhere. Speaking of the TDs, right next door is yeah. that Christmas bar, which you were uh, you were there last night. You're, and do they open tomorrow? At, or no, I'm sorry, Black Friday at noon, right? Black Friday is the official open tonight. There's another charity event. Um, I think if you tell the doorman you heard about it on the Stansberry Show, they'll let you in. Let you in. Um, oh, I might come to that, dude. It's the biggest bar night of the year. It is the biggest bar night. Are you of working the year. tonight? I am working tonight, oh. and uh, yes, I will say you should come. It's going to be busy tonight, though, and I, um, dude, it just gets crowded in there. Everybody's all festive and jolly and, like, trying to have a good time. I'm worried you're going to lose your mind. (laughs) I'm worried you're going to be there. Some old lady who's going to want to, like, take an Elfie selfie with you, and you're going to lose your friggin' mind. Well, it is the biggest bar night of the year, and tomorrow's Thanksgiving. So if I could have anything I want, it would be to wake up in my apartment tomorrow Look over and go, oh, I'm so thankful Lyft is a thing. (laughs) You're going to be able to get out of here soon. Thank God. So I asked Fantone during the break, what is the best? Because there's a ton of Christmas movies. Yeah, countless. I I would always say Die Hard is probably the best Christmas movie for me. But I was like, what's the best Thanksgiving movie? 
And I couldn't even think of an example of a Thanksgiving movie. The only thing that jumped to my head is the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, but I mean, is that a movie? I mean, is or is that like a TV special? You know? Yeah, I mean, you know. But I forgot that a movie that's probably in my top five favorite, at least comedies of all time. I don't know about all movies, but in my top five of comedies for sure is based around travel for Thanksgiving. And it's planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, yeah, that is a Thanksgiving movie. That's a th- they go to Thanksgiving dinner at Steve Martin's house at the end of the movie. And to this day, planes, trains, and automobiles is like laugh out loud hysterical. That movie is so... John Hughes, which by the way, that's John Hughes. That's one of those John Hughes movies that goes underreported for him. I um I would not have even thought of that as a Thanksgiving tie-in, but no, very good movie, Thanksgiving tie-in. That that probably is the winner. Um, the only other contestant that I can think of, and I know we were just talking about Adam Sandler, and this dude probably just as you know is tied to the '90s as Adam Sandler is a uh, Pauly Shore's son-in-law, and I really did like that movie too. Uh, I okay, love Pauly yeah, Shore movies. I uh, yeah, Pauly's not my favorite, but I do get him. I know he wouldn't be your favorite, but like I can just remember being a kid. And love Paulie, love Paulie. Shore I movies. loved Paulie as a kid. What happened was, is that I got a little older, and I'm like, eh, Paulie Shore. But I dated a girl once that had a huge Paulie Shore like fascination. Like really? has all his movies, really? has a ton of stuff signed by him. Always goes and sees him when he comes in live. Like, dude, they've become friendly. Where I was like. Did you bang Paulie Shore? Well, probably. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Paulie Shore is not turning it down. I uh, no, not her. You wouldn't have. Um, and so, like, did I'm, she make you dress up like Paulie Shore? Did she make you like talk like the weasel? Were you? Did you have to do like wheeze in the juice and stuff? Was no. that like a role play thing? <laughs> no, was she? Um, she. Yeah, she did like the cosplay though. She had a lot of uh, she had a lot of like the comic book type costume. Type I'm surprised stuff. you weren't. Uh, I'm surprised you weren't. You know, dressing up like Encino Man or something like that. I really am, dude. Honestly, right now, I probably would. <laughs> I hate to say that, but dude, let me tell you, it's been, it's feast or famine in the dating world. Oh, dude, laws of the jungle right there, It's man. Feast, feast or, or famine. famine. I get you. And bro, we're on thin times right now. <laughs> like, dude, we are on thin times right now. There's just not a lot of action out there. Although it's, like I said, it's the biggest bar night of the year. I probably will go out. I was going to say that Christmas bar, maybe you, uh, maybe you find yourself a future Mrs. X Stansberry. Yeah. Possibilities are endless. Yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> that's, that's what I need is a glass of eggnog and a 70-year-old. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what I need. A lot of you are going to travel. For Thanksgiving. And apparently some of you think something's okay to do on a plane. I'm not so sure. We'll look into that. Also, get you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Paul tweeting in and says, did I just hear Fantone say that Son-in-Law is the best Thanksgiving movie of all time? He says, I'm still waking up, but I had to have misheard that. Paul, I said it. I meant it, dude. I don't know why. You, I don't know why. I mean, let's be real. There's two Thanksgiving movies we could come up with, so it's not like if it's not the best, it's number two, right? I am with Paul. I don't think there's a, a Pauly Shore movie is nowhere near the contention of best anything. We'll call it number two then. Bye. <laughs> well, I actually, I took a Shane actually wrote in and said you're missing Scent of a Woman. Now, just because a movie has that holiday in it, I don't necessarily view it as a Thanksgiving movie. Oh, well, Thanks- then mine doesn't really work. Oh, no, the whole thing's about going home for Thanksgiving. Yeah, so, Thanksgiving's tra- Thanksgiving central to the plot. So, Plane, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time, let alone Thanksgiving movies. But he says, Son of a Woman, 
and Grumpy Old Men for Thanksgiving movies. And I got to admit, I just watched the original Grumpy Old Men, like, I don't know, it was like two months ago on Netflix, and it was actually, it, that movie still kind of holds up. It's still funny. I don't remember it enough from when I watched it. Those two together, I don't, I don't know if I remember. I mean, they were they were a comedy duo together for years, and it's because the chemistry was fantastic. Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon were so good together. Um, you know, you don't really see that a lot anymore. A little duo action there, a little tag team, one two, one two. Like how they're always going to be like the last, like the last two that I can remember. Maybe I'm missing a really easy example. But is Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson were kind of like, oh, those guys are going to be in movies together for a little while, and they're going to make you laugh, right? I don't know who the new great duo would be right now. Oh, you know, uh, honestly, is Tina Fey and and what's her name? Amy Poehler. And Amy Poehler. And you get those two together, and that's a nonstop riot. Like, those two will make me laugh no matter what. Yeah, usually those movies are pretty good. I love Tina Fey. women there. And Amy Poehler's really, really funny, too. Like, uh, dude, like, again, I watched Baby Mama not that long ago. And again, that movie's so much funnier than you remember it being. It was damn good. So there's something that's happening. And again, a lot of you are going to travel for the holidays, whether it be Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas right around the corner. Maybe you're going to fly for that. And they say here that most air travelers think it's perfectly okay for you to remove your shoes while on a plane. I will admit that I enjoy the comfort of being able to kick my shoes off, but I think it's probably rude, right? Um, Your feet stench is one of those things you can become nose deaf to. Oh, yeah, like any other stank. And so, like, you may not notice that your feet are awful, but the other people in the row will. I guess that's where the line is there, is like... On a day-to-day basis, my feet don't stink. You know what I'm saying? Like, for the most no, part. No, I would think not. You know, unless you're out there doing something. So I guess that's exactly where the line is, is like, well, do your feet stink or not? And, like, you kind of have to know whether that's the case. And, like, bro, wash your feet before you go on a plane. And then, yeah, you can take your shoes off. Um, But I could definitely see how in a situation where... You're trapped in a tube of people why you don't necessarily want everybody kicking those shoes off. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. I would. Uh, there are a lot of times where on a plane I want to take my shoes off, but I won't because of out of fear that, well, maybe I don't notice it. And B, like, I don't want the people sitting next to me doing I, like I approach the world like I, like I'm the only person living in it. And by that, I mean, like, I try not to do things that would make me crazy. And so, like, and everything makes me crazy. And so, like, well, it does. Like, honestly, most uh, most actions of other people, honestly, just flat out annoy me. It's just the way it is. And I would not want to sit there and then listen to music for the next four hours on my way to Vegas thinking that the person sitting next to me wishes I'd put my shoes on. Right. So I just keep my shoes on. Um, And I guess a part of it is, too, is, like, what are you doing with your feet at that point? Because if you're just taking your shoes off, because I have my shoes off right now. Like, I've got them, like, I've had them half on, half off, have them off. Like, they're off right now. If your feet are just down and under the seat in front of you, I'm not going to have so much of an issue. But if you do one of these, if you throw your leg up and cross it and I can see your socks, then maybe at that point I'm like, dude, get your foot away from me. But if if you yeah, if your socks are near me, yo, yeah, dude. At that point, you were getting into gross territory. Like, there's no question about that. People are uh, sending in their comedy duos now. Okay, um, I'm hearing the Rock and Kevin Hart. I'm sorry, there hasn't been enough good to come out of that yet. And honestly, yeah. that that movie Central Intelligence, I watched ten minutes of that and shut it off. It was abysmal bad. Like, it was awful bad. Chris Tucker, Jackie Chan. 
Yeah, I mean, dude, they don't do it anymore. They did three movies together, I think it was. And honestly, the first one of those was good. The rest of that was all, honestly, it was just trash. And then Will Ferrell, and I don't know the other guy's name, but like the guy that was in Talladega Nights with him, Step Brothers. John C. Riley. Yeah, John C. Riley. Those two are pretty good together. You get those two together, it's pretty good. Although, I'll say about Step Brothers, that movie was vulgar for the sake of being vulgar. Like, I remember sitting in there, and this, uh, how long ago it was? I remember I took a date to that movie, and I remember sitting there, even then, thinking to myself, like, they're just swearing just to swear. Like, this is exactly why the FCC doesn't let you just do this on television or, you know, radios, because people will abuse this privilege. And honestly, the movie Step Brothers abused the swearing privilege. It was just constant F words for the sake of saying the F word. And there's a little bit, like, even now, like, if you listen to a little bit of satellite radio, which we wish you wouldn't, but if you do, if you listen, to Howard today, Howard doesn't excessively use the F word. He doesn't. It'll He'll use it. It'll come up in conversation, but you can tell that that's a 50-something-year-old man who's handling that situation responsibly. Yeah, there's plenty of examples of dudes on satellite who will excessively use Bubba it. Bubba was one of those guys. Yeah, Bubba it, went way overboard it, when he was allowed to do whatever he wanted. It gets exhausting. I mean, like... I wish we had the ability to swear. I genuinely do. And that would be a challenge for me because I'd be like, well, where is that line for us? But uh, to do it just for the sake of doing it, it takes away anything that was like cool or special about it. Yeah, I always have said about the non-swearing issue on radio, as much as I hate not being able to say the S word and I hate having to say things like the S word. Like, I'll fight for that word. The F word's a little different. and But what I've always said about radio is that I kind of like the fact that I have to say what I want to say and skirt around it. I think it helps make you more creative in the end of the day. And there was a there was a joke on one of the other shows that I was on once upon a time where we were talking about women putting potpourri bags in their underwear drawer. And women don't do this anymore, but in the 80s they did a lot. And somebody on the show asked, why were they putting potpourri in their underwear drawer? And I said, and somebody said, well, because they wanted their panties to smell good. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought women were born with something that made their panties smell good. Which you know what I'm saying, but I'm not saying it. See what I'm saying? Like, walking you up to the line, I think, is better than being able to totally cross it. Than punching you in the face. Than punching you right in the face with it. Now, you put the F word in the hands of somebody great like Eddie Murphy, who does kind of know how to use it as punctuation properly, then it could be a little great there. But sometimes, like, Step Brothers, for me, was one of those movies, very funny, not knocking it. But they were those writers were using that stuff for the sake of just trying to be as vulgar as they could. And at that point, you kind of lose me. Your last shot with us. Anyway, to win a thousand dollars is right now. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword "win" to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's win to two hundred two hundred. Rock. 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. Almost time to get that holiday shopping underway. And good news for you, you do not have to wait till next week to take advantage of Black Friday deals. My friends over at the Wake Em Auto Family offering you Black Friday deals starting now all the way through the end of this month. Right now at Wake Em Ford, grab yourself a 2017 Ford F-150 XLT Super Cab 4x4. They're going to give you 10 grand off on that. That's right. Black Friday deals already underway on the Wake Auto Mile. That's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin, where you can also find a 2018 Subaru Outback all-wheel drive, one of the best vehicles you're going to find in the snow, and take $4,000 off of that. Also right now, the Wake Auto family offering you amazing Black Friday deals on the car I drive. Right now, you can grab a 2017 Honda Accord Auto Sedan Touring Edition for up to six. 
$1,000 off. You want to look through the inventory? You can do it online at Wakeham.com. That's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. Or just stop by in person on the Wakeham Auto Mile at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. Head up there for your Black Friday deals. You'll do what I did. You'll save the Wakeham Way. It's nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up on December the 1st, we'll be at the Giant Eagle on the Strip from 6 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock that evening for Long Haul Against Hunger to benefit the Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank. You stop by, bring some food, maybe a cash check donation, help out the Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank, some families in Stark County who will go without. If not, and uh, we obviously don't want to see that happen, and neither do you. You guys have come out in record numbers every year. We look forward to seeing you again on December the 1st up at Giant Eagle. We also now have a uh, four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game that same very night. We'll pass those out here momentarily. Nice. Well worth noting with the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, five out of five stars on CharityNavigator.com. The transparency and the finances, they get nearly perfect scores. Um, They do a huge amount of work when it comes to local food banks. I know you don't necessarily see that work, but when it comes to, like, your church that does food, a lot of times they're getting that food from the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. So if you got crap to talk about damn flowers, dude, from the Akron Beacon Journal, come fight me at the Strip. Yeah, Giant I, uh, Eagle. I'll do it. I'm a big damn flowers fan yeah. myself. We'll have to get him on, dude. We'll have to, uh, we'll oh, have to yeah, bring Dan sure. in. He's a good dude. So I had been staying away from this, um, but a listener has asked me about it. All right. So before we get out of here for the holiday weekend, All right. I'll address it. There's a lawmaker in Hawaii who's looking to take down the video game world. Really? And he's calling it predatory behavior of the video game publishers like EA, Electronic Arts is is you know what that's a the you know the abbreviation for. Okay. And EA has released a pretty big title recently this last week, last Friday as a matter of fact. Um, Star Wars Battlefront 2, which I own, and I like it. So at that point with Star Wars, it's not like you're just running around with a lightsaber in that game. You're setting up armies and stuff, So, right? yeah, it's kind of, it's like Call of Duty in the Star Wars world. There's okay. a couple of different game modes, although they do offer you a, um, a vehicle-only mode, okay. which is like, you know, you can fly the X-Wings and, like, all that stuff. You can do all that. God damn it. Okay. I hate, I hate uh, when I do all this. All right. But then, yes, in the game, like when you you accrue enough points, then you can like be like, all right, no, well now I want to take Luke back into this battle and do that, right? Okay. So Democratic State Representative Chris Lee called out Battlefront Two and says that these games are moving into online casino territory. He says they're designed to lure kids into spending money. Oh. He says of particular concern are the controversial loot boxes. Yeah. Now, loot boxes, for those of you that don't play video games, work like this. You level up. You get a reward for leveling up. Part of what it is is you get a loot box. You open it, and inside there's like you get an extra gun or an attachment for your gun okay. or a new outfit for your character. or like It's like that kind of stuff. Okay. God, I feel dumb. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but okay, you you said it. I feel dumb. All right, like I do. All right, but you can buy these things with real money if you choose to. Like, I don't want to wait for these. I'll just pay you twenty bucks and give me four of them or whatever it is, right? Okay. And so they're saying that these are essentially online casinos because now you're going to lure kids. Because what will happen is once you set up your account with your payment information. 
Like, if I want to buy something from Xbox right now, all I do, my, my payment information saved on the machine. So all I do is that, yeah, click A, I want to buy that. You sure you want Confirm. to buy it? They okay. ask you one question, bam, yes. So this is real money. This isn't Star Wars money we're you, talking about. You this can week. buy them with real money, I'm being told, and yet I've played this game for a week, and I haven't seen that. Maybe so, you haven't leveled up enough? Maybe I haven't got far enough. I don't know. But you can, you can accrue points in there and then use those to open the loot boxes, too. All right. But Lee says it's a trap. Invoking the famous line from the movie franchise, there it is. It's, it's a, a trap. trap. He says children are psychologically and emotionally unprepared to gamble. A situation yeah. Lee worries could lead to online gambling addiction. We're yeah. looking at legislation this coming year that could prohibit the sales of these games to folks who are under the age in order to protect family as well as prohibiting different kinds of mechanisms in those games. Well, I mean, most games already have... Honestly, the video game industry wrapped its arms around the, the you know the PMRC things and like the you know and like the warning labels the, the dude video game actually the video game companies went to them and said we regulate this get this done we don't want to be the bad guys here so the companies aren't evil they asked for the rating system the video dude the movies had to be dragged into this video games saw it cut it off at the pass and said no 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 regulate this we don't want to be the bad guys here I don't get this i i don't understand this i understand why concern over kids getting into online gambling that is valid but this doesn't feel like that to me it, to, to, to me this feels like doesn't xbox and correct me if i'm wrong here all right so i'm a I dad hope i know I, I i'm a dad i buy my 13 year old an xbox and i set it up under my name i set it up under matt fantone here's my credit card information okay. blah 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 yes there's got to be something where, like, I have to enter a code to verify my purchase. I would assume parental controls aren't out of the realm. No, parental here. controls, my, right? That my machine. So, I'm the only one that accesses right. it, so I don't have to worry about a 13 year old buying whatever he wants on it. You're right. No, there are going to be parental controls on these things. However, do parents understand how they work? Well, when you bring something into your household, it's now your responsibility to understand how that works. I would totally agree. No, I, I like I said, I get why. Being concerned about kids gambling is an issue, but this doesn't. This isn't what that is. Here's what I. Here's why they might move this. Is that if I'm reading these forums correctly, fans of these games are bitching about loot boxes. Like a guy, uh, honestly, I, I so I pulled up the Star Wars Battlefront Two like hashtag on Twitter. Yeah, and people are bitching about the loot boxes, saying, "Dude, this is ruining the gameplay experience." I don't personally get that. I don't understand why that would be because they don't want to spend money. Do you have, like, okay, let's say the red lightsabers in this loot box. Is it possible for me to get that without spending yes. money? It's, is it, is it, are you going to get it faster by spending money? And are you for sure going to get it by spending? Maybe. But, like, somebody else was bitching, like, like I prepaid for this game and Darth Vader cost 10,000 points to unlock. And he was all pissed. It's like, well, dude, that's part of video games. Forever. And a guy said to me, the guy said to me, he's like, well, it's really hard. And I said, well, dude, if your argument's that video games are too hard, like, I can't get on that side. Now, I can, but no, even if, even if it was like. They're supposed to be hard. Even if it was like, hey, to get Darth Vader, it's going to cost you an extra 10 bucks. That's not the same thing as online gambling. It's not. like. And it doesn't, and and honestly, I unlocked Vader, spent no real money. Like, I just got the 15,000 points it took or whatever, turned them in, got Darth Vader. Which, by the way, the game comes unlocked with Han Solo and Boba Fett. So if they're giving you those two unlocked right out of the gate, they'll be pissed because Vader's... Otherwise, what's the point? There's, there used to be a thing like, I want to move up. I can't... What am I doing? 
it's the day before Thanksgiving. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's been all morning. To be fair, I knew this last night at 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I knew this. I knew this at 10 o'clock. We'll give you the Adam Sandler song one more time and a four-pack of tickets to check out the Canton Charge as we'll close out the program for you for the week, for the holiday, next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. Nearing the end of the program, we have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. December 1st is when that game will be. Also, that day is Long Haul Against Hunger. Join us at the Giant Eagle on the Strip from 6 o'clock that morning till 7 o'clock that evening. Taving, uh, taking, rather, food and cash donation. Check two. To benefit the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank and ultimately to benefit residents of Star County. Make sure people get to eat over the holidays. I said it earlier this week that if I had to budget for this program to expand it, there's a, there's a listener of ours that I would hire in a heartbeat. His name's Marshall. Like he listens a lot and he just constantly knows the things. Like he knows the stuff. Like anytime it's something's technical, electronics, something in that field, I'm always, like he's the first person I go to. Like, dude, what should I buy? Like, what do I need? Because he just always knows the thing. And so he was listening to us talk about Star Wars Battlefront 2 and like that Hawaiian lawmaker wants to take it down because of the loot boxes. And basically what people's complaint is, I guess, and this is why I haven't seen it, is because it's called microtransaction, where you can pay real money to open things in the games. And EA has heard people bitching about it, so they're like, look, we're shutting that down for the time being until we figure this out. But he says it's just hard because the game's so hard it forces you to purchase the stuff. The issue is that buying everything gives you an extremely unfair advantage, but somebody who's willing to spend $2,000 can just buy their way into being better than everyone else. I can tell you that will be a little annoying. That can be a little bit of annoying, although I view it as a challenge. And then another guy wrote in to me and told me, he's like, his problem, Phantom, was is that some of these things... If you want to unlock them, it'll take 40 hours worth of gameplay. Well, my thing is, like, dude, the games cost 80 bucks. If I don't get 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours worth of gameplay out of it, then it wasn't worth my money. Yeah, I was going to say, if you can beat the whole thing in an afternoon, I mean... I mean, most of it's online playing is what you're doing, so, I mean, you can kind of always play it. But, I mean, I that's what I like about it, having the challenge put in front of me to be able to... and trying to get it, and then a sense of... I can't believe I'm going to use this Here word. Here it is. Here it is. can't believe I'm going to use this word. Yep. But a sense of accomplishment comes with doing that. Um... I guess when you buy the video game and I spend 80 bucks or whatever a video game costs nowadays, it's like... Well, it all depends am, which version. Am I entitled to have the entire game? Is it like... You know what I mean? Like because No, because if I want to buy the special edition director commentary cut of, cost more of, money. of a DVD or a Blu-ray, then like, yeah, it's going to cost me more money. Cost so more no, money. I can't, I can't sign off on this. I mean, I, I don't see what the problem is. Even with these loot boxes, either A, you can, you know, spend money on it and get it, or B, you can spend time on it and get it. Or even if they didn't give you the option and said, this is a paid exclusive, this I is one of those, how they make money. This is one of those things that just reminds me. The... M- the moment you hear a lawmaker says that's when something you love is about to get ruined. Like, once you get those morons involved, something you love is going to get ruined. Once the tap dancers get involved and I know how to raise your kids better than you, I know it's better for your life better than you, vote for me. Once you get one of those turds involved in anything, something you love is going to go downhill. That's just the way, that's what I know for sure. Dude, I'm ready for a break. It's time. It's time. 
I said it this morning. I'm going to say it again. I do. I get. I'm lucky enough to live in what I consider to be one of the best countries in the world. I don't know if it's the greatest. I haven't traveled internationally enough to know. But I absolutely love living here. I'm lucky enough to wake up every day and come into a place and do what I absolutely do, uh, love to do for a living. I know that's a rare thing for most people, but it is a reality of mine, and it's only made possible through you listening and consuming the product via the radio and the podcast at WRQK.com. And I said it a little earlier this morning, there are so many things vying for your entertainment minutes that you have to spend during the day. The fact that you're willing to give me any of it and give this show and Fantona Vi any of it is a huge compliment. And I am, for, for a guy that's not thankful for a lot, I am thankful for everything. Every last one of you. So do me a solid because I need every last one of you I can get my hands on. Don't drink and drive this weekend. Take Uber. Take Lyft. Do that kind of stuff. Be nice to one another. Don't argue about politics over Thanksgiving. Just eat a bunch of food. Enjoy each other's company. Unplug from the phone a little bit. And then remind yourself what it is you really do have to be thankful for. But again, just to reiterate, what I'm thankful for most of my life is every last one of you. We'll talk to you guys after the holiday weekend. Have a safe weekend. We'll take caller 20 now on these charge tickets, though. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Oh, before we do get out here, yeah. the rest of today is your last opportunity to score $1,000. We do it every hour. Teresa has your next keyword, 1010 on Rock 106.9. Have a great holiday weekend. See you. The Stansberry Show, Kenton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9.